And I remember years ago, I first encountered Ash Wednesday and I've always heard of it, but didn't really know what it was. And there's a few different versions, like with any practice in a tradition that's been happening for a long time. There's different nuances, there's different takes, there's different sayings and phrases and blessings that happen. But one in particular for me is the approach to remember that you are dust and to dust you will return. And it really, to me, aligns with this element of impermanence from the Buddha. All of this is fleeting. It's all passing. It's all illusion. And there is suffering. And through all of that, there is the potential for liberation. And for me, Ash Wednesday is a reminder. It's the stoic memento mori. It's remember death. To remember that all of this is impermanent. It's all fleeting. It's all passing. You are temporary. And at first that can feel extremely difficult because we've attached ourselves so much to our form. We've attached ourselves so much to our conditioning and to our programming of what we understand to be reality in the material and the physical world based on our roles and functions and our status or you know our income or whatever it might be we've attached ourselves so much to form that to think for a moment that it's impermanent and to reflect on the truth that life is a death sentence can be quite disorienting because that existential truth that we are all dust and to dust we will return is a wake-up call for each and every one of us to look at our life through the lens of alignment and ask ourselves the question are we living in alignment with the divine expression to embody for our short time here it's a reminder that this is on a timeline, a very brief timeline, and that the brevity of life should lead us not to despair, but rather to embodiment, but rather to hope, but rather to a, a sort of wiping of the foggy mirror so that we can see with greater clarity the best ways that we can be in the world. And so to remember the brevity of life, to remember the impermanence of life, is to paradoxically open up the eternal nature of the universe, to open up the infinite of possibility within. Because at the same moment that fear grips us with the reality that everything is passing and fleeting and dying, if you've trained your spirit and psyche, that's the same moment of freedom, of liberation, that in one way you can say, man, everything I do just doesn't matter. Oh man, everything is fleeting and everything is meaningless. Or the flip side of that coin is, man, <laughs> nothing really matters. Everything is meaningless. I'm so 
so glad to be here. And it's a minor shift in your soul that tells you that you're connected to something much more than what is fleeting. That there's something in you that has a connection, a deep connection to the eternal home or ohm beyond. That there is a spark of divinity that's within us that goes beyond, that lights the way beyond the dim light that we see in this very short season that we get here on planet Earth. And so Ash Wednesday is the approach of remembering that you are ashes and to ashes you will return. And in a lot of the Christian traditions, it's this 40 days leading up to Easter, which is symbolically that of resurrection. And I think as our life, we can see that. That while things may look dim and grim and while things may be fleeting and passing and while things might feel meaningless, that there is a reality of resurrection that awaits us at the end of in this season of Lent, the 40 days, but in the season of our life, there's a sort of resurrection or liberation or reawakening of the soul into a different form. And in the same way that the Christ re-embodied the flesh of Jesus of Nazareth, Guru Yeshua, and raised him to a different awareness of being from a supernatural metaphysical reality, in the same way is it possible that in us, upon tasting that of death, transfer into a different state of metaphysical reality from the energy that's within us that is never killed but only transformed and transmuted as we continue on the healing of the universe as expressions of eternity in whatever form we may choose to find ourselves in. That was a riff for you. <laughs> I should mention as a part of all this too, that uh, even before I remembered that it was Ash Wednesday, we had a little um, booth set up at our outreach for, uh, we do a weekly homeless outreach. And uh, we had a, a booth set up for anointing people with ashes this week. Uh, to be honest, I kind of forgot about that over the weekend, and, and I woke up on Monday morning, President's Day, so I had the day spaced out to be with my fam, but that night, Sunday night, going into Monday, I was plagued in my sleep. I felt chest tension and pain. And I just had this recurring thought that I could just drift off to death right now. I could let go right now. I could release form right now if I wanted to and I could go into wherever is inviting me beyond. And I was having these recurring thoughts of my wife finding my body in the bed. and um, It was freaky, you know, to be faced with the truth that you are ashes and to ashes you will return. And I remembered, you know, as I woke up and later in the day was sharing that information with my wife and, you know, remembering that we have a Ash Wednesday service coming up. I'm like, of course I would experience something like that this week. Um, 
But as I explained, I don't think that there's anything to free myself from or to fix or heal. I, I bless those moments. I welcome those moments because again, those moments of stark reality continue to help you align and focus. They bring things into perspective. They allow you to really be with life with gratitude and thankfulness because you realize that every moment is a beautiful moment that you're able to be here and experiencing this bliss that is reality, regardless of your circumstance, regardless of your situation, regardless of who you think yourself to be or not be, this reality is bliss if you have eyes to see and ears to hear. I love how Alan Watts once said that, that this is it. And as we look at the stars and at night, it's the fireworks show of the beauty of the universe every single night. And we have the ability every single day to engage and to embody this, even though it's fleeting, it's meaningful. Even though it's impermanent, it has purpose. And coming from the evangelical, charismatic, you know, Pentecostal background, you know, people in that circle, they litter and throw things on the ground and just say, oh, it's all gonna burn in the end. And, so they have this earth and their life on loan, essentially, and they treat it like shit because they think that it's just meaningless in the end. There's a different way of approach that there's stewardship of the embodiment of this. There's stewardship for the expression of my life. There's stewardship for the body and the psyche and the soul that inhabits, that I inhabit, the I, the eternal I inhabits, and there should be honor and gratitude and stewardship of that. And so just because something's impermanent does not mean it should be dealt with with lesser care, with lesser intentionality. Because it's how we use this time, even though it's going to ashes, from ashes to ashes, even though that's reality, eternity that goes beyond that is watching what we do with that that is fleeting. And the, to the degree that we care about that which is fleeting, and the, to the degree that we give meaning to that which is seemingly meaningless, is to the degree that we experience the very meaningfulness of life. And that's where it comes down to doing everything with intention, even the smallest of things, the way you throw your trash away, the way you speak to strangers, the way you take every thought captive, all of these things, all of these things lend themselves to how you participate with impermanence from ashes to ashes. And so as I reflected on that night terror of drifting off to death from the tension and the pain in my chest. I didn't feel that that's something I needed to go see a doctor for or take a medication for or a deep evaluation of my diet or whatever. I didn't see that any of that was meaning, had, you know, value to try to fix it. But rather the experience in and of itself is the meaning and the value. It's a radical reorientation. 
It's a radical awareness to what am I doing with my time that is here? And am I spending it towards awakening and liberation through love and compassion and service? Or am I continuously caught up in the dream of illusion, trying to continue to condition and program myself and those around me with narratives of role and function and status and greed and materialism that are fleeting and passing as well. And so I serve my fleeting time by sharing with people right now on YouTube and on the podcast if you're listening to remember death. Welcome it. Don't avoid it. You can't avoid it. Life is a death sentence, as one of my favorite band, Nails, lyrics is. Life is a death sentence. But you can look at that negatively, or you can look at that and take a deep breath of gratitude that to be here, to be here is beauty. And to be here is also fleeting. So I might as well enjoy the time here and manage how many fucks I give to shit that doesn't matter and give it all to the right things as you know, the subtle art of giving a fuck book talks about, right? Mark Manson. And remember the impermanence of all things, including us, and to not cling to form or attachment, but participate with it as you go on the path and continue on the path of awakening. Peace and blessings, my friends.